I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thy all in all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Lord, now indeed I find thy power and thine alone can change the leper spot and melt the heart of stone. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as Whereby thy grace to claim I'll wash my garments white In the blood of Calvary's Lamb Jesus paid it all All to him I owe Sin has left a crimson stain He washed it white as snow and when before the throne I stand in him complete, Jesus died my soul to save, my lips shall still repeat. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. Jesus, we are seen as white as snow today. God the Father sees us that way through the shed blood of His perfect Son. What a complete and awesome Savior we serve this morning. All right. We're going to be in Revelation chapter 22. All righty. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof, and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it, and the gates of it shall not be shut, off, shut at all by day, for there, sh there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And he shewed me a pure river of water, or pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb in the midst of the street of it. And on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, 
and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These these sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to shew unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. All right. So, turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. We have been studying and teaching on Genesis, the beginning, the beginning of time, just a brief overview. We uh, questioned the word prehistoric a couple weeks ago because my Bible tells me in the beginning God, God created time at this time. He created time for man and the uh, existence of this gap of time will be no longer when the time comes, if you will, when New Jerusalem will be brought down, be a new heaven and a new earth, and eternity will continue on. So, there is no prehistoric, if you believe the Bible. The earth is about 6,000 years old. All right. We saw that God is the creator and giver of all life. That includes the spiritual life that you have today because you believe in the Son of God for your salvation. Adam and Eve uh, had this spiritual life. They walked with God. God breathed the breath of life into Adam. He became a what? A living soul. And that living soul is an eternal life. It's you and your soul are going to continue somewhere forever. That's right. And praise God, He sent His Son. <coughs> Pictured and depicted by the shed blood of innocent animals that God clothed Adam and Eve with after they fell from Him. That's what that was a picture of. It was a picture of an innocent creature giving its life for the guilty. And it pictured Jesus perfectly, didn't it? All right. So we went through the creation of light and we came down to uh, chapter 2 in verse 7. Of Genesis chapter 2, we see, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. The Lord God planted a garden, verse 8, eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, verse 10 says, And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And it was parted and became into four heads, and it names the names of these heads. We're going to look a little bit this morning at the new river that we just heard about. Isaiah just read 
from Revelation, from New Jerusalem, there is a river that flows from the throne of God. And this tree of life that we have talked about here, it was in the midst of the garden, is there. We talked about uh, the image of God. This was last week. Last week, we were looking at Genesis 1 and the 24th verse, of course. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing after the beast after his kind. And it was so. Verse 26, God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now we talked about what was lost in the fall in the Garden of Eden. So first of all, we had to look at, well, what existed. What did they have? They had a walk with God, didn't they? They had access to the tree of life. We talked about that tree of life. We saw that whenever God drove man out of the garden, that he fixed cherubims to protect the way of or the access to that tree of life. So they obviously partook of the tree of life. What was that that they were partaking of? And we looked at the fact that access to the tree of life meant that it was access to knowledge of God. That's life. The tree of life provides what? It provides life. And so they lost access to the tree of life. And God said, now, unless man put forth his hands and take of the tree of life, he will have no connection with God, basically. Thus, we were born with this image of God tainted. What did we lose? Well, we lost access to God, didn't we? We did, and Adam and Eve passed it on to us. Now, we also looked at, over in Ephesians chapter 4, how the new man is created in the likeness of God. And so what was lost in the Garden of Eden now is returned. When God saves us, what does He give us? Well, He gives us knowledge of Him. And we were talking about this earlier. Prognoso, Brother Isaiah is studying the Greek, it means foreknowledge. God foreknew us. Romans chapter 8 tells us. But not just a knowledge of what will be, but this is a personal knowledge. It's knowledge of a person, and it's a saving, powerful knowledge. 
Adam and Eve had it. They had access to the tree of life. And praise God, so do we. Because Jesus Christ paid the price for that access. The attributes that were lost in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve rebelled against God are being renewed in us in this new life because this new life is created in the image and likeness of God. Just as God originally did. All right. Now, turn with me back to Revelation 22. Revelation 22. Isaiah read some verses far as from here this morning. And we're going to see a correlation of paradise, the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve lived with God, to the new paradise, or new Jerusalem, where you and I will live with God. We will walk and talk with Him as they did before they rebelled. And praise God, the rebellion will be left behind. There will be no rebellion in the new heaven and new Jerusalem. Adam and Eve had free will in the Garden of Eden. That's another thing that they lost. say, well, what do you mean by that, that they lost their free will? I mean that they lost their connection with God and their ability to make that connection. As simple as that. So there will be no rebellion in the new heaven and earth. All right. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1 is where we're going to begin. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. All dressed up. God has gone to prepare this place for us. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. That's what was lost in the Garden of Eden, wasn't it? God tabernacling with men, residing, living. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them. Praise God. I'll tell you, we need to remember our future, don't we? We do. The condition of this old world, even our nation, even our state, our county, our neighborhood, they will depress us if we allow them to, won't they? They will. Let me tell you, the fear of man and the fear of what's going on at the hand of man is going to disappear. Oh, but the fear of God, which is the beginning of wisdom, is eternal. We don't have to fear anything else, do we, when we fear Him and trust in Him. All right. Revelation 21, 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them. They shall be His people, and God Himself shall be with them. God Himself shall be with them and be their God. 
And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. No more disillusion. No more confusion. No more irritation or aggravation. No more rebellion against what's right. Because we love it and we'll continue to love it. We're going to live in God's way. And He that sat on the throne said, this was not the angel this time, that uh, self-proclaimed that he was uh, a fellow servant and told John, don't, don't fall down and worship me. I'm a fellow servant. No, this is he that sat upon the throne. His word is mighty. His word is powerful. It's all true and it all comes true. He that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. This is the maker of all things already, right? This is the Creator. But He says, Behold. Listen to this. Check this out. Think about this. Dwell on this. Behold, I make all things new. And He said unto me, Right, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. It is done. When God promises something, it's as good as done, isn't it? He said, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. In the beginning, God, we read. In the end, God. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life. Freely. There's that river that flows from the throne of God. What does it bring? What does it produce? What does it contain? Life. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Verse 7. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the fearful... And unbelieving. Now, wait a minute, we just talked about fear. The fear of man, the fear of earthly things, unbelieving in God and trusting in God, not having fear for God, and the abominable murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Oh, but when we fear Him, we realize that we're going to pass, unless He comes back first, we're going to pass through the valley of the shadow of death. Oh, but death has no hold on us. Our Savior paved the way there, didn't He, when He rose from the grave. All right. Now flip over with me. Verse 27. The same Revelation 21. And he showed me a pure river of water of life. Clear as crystal. In other words, no contaminants, right? Pure. It's like the blood of Jesus Christ, isn't it? It's pure, no contaminants. He didn't sin. 
And he showed me this pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life. So we're going to have continual access to the tree of life to partake of it the way Adam and Eve did. There it is. It wasn't done away with. No, because it's a connection to God Himself. In the midst of the street of this river of water of life, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. Twelve different kinds of fruit. There's a lot of study has been done into this fruit. And many people say it's the pomegranate, and they have, they have lots of evidence to show that. We don't know. But it's representative of the knowledge of God that gives life. Continual, eternal life. Something that you and I cannot ever lose because God Himself, in the, in the person of His Son, bought and paid for this life for us. All right. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. I won't have to be pulling on those briars to get them out of my garden anymore. Because the curse is going to be non-existent. There shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. They shall see His face, and His name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light. And they shall reign forever. I want us to see, I guess in our mind's eye, if you will, this morning, the tree of life and this river of water of life that flows from the throne of God. Here we have represented God the Father sitting on the throne. Flowing out from that throne is the Holy Spirit of God represented by this river, crystal, pure river that gives what? Life. And it gives life to this city all 12 gates has full access. Everyone in this new city has full access to this water of life. So we see God the Father on the throne. Life coming from Him. But where does the life pass through? Where does the water pass through before it gets to the city? The tree of life. Jesus Christ. So you see, God gives us this eternal life through Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? This water of life, again, it's pure. There are no contaminants there. It comes from the throne of God, and it provides life for the city. Everything that's needed is contained in this river, in this life. Now notice the tree.
chapter 22 and verse 2, in the midst of the street of it, you're visualizing a crystal clear river flowing from the throne of God. And there's a tree growing in the street of it. Or to me, that signifies in the middle of it. I don't know, maybe there's an island in the middle of it and the tree's growing there and on either side. Well, when a tree grows in different places like that, what does that make you think of? It makes me think of a vine from a tree. A vine that's stretched out over this river of life. Who is the true vine? It's the Lord Jesus Christ, isn't it? That's what he told us. He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. What a wonderful place it is where we're going to dwell with our Lord forever. We think that this earth has a lot of wonders, and it does. It's full of daily miracles. When a life is born, it's a miracle. Every time, it's a miracle from God. God put that in place when He created man. Oh, but just think about an earth that's not cursed. Just think about a city that has the Lord Jesus for the light of it. It's going to be amazing, isn't it? God provides all that we need, doesn't He? So we see even in salvation, we see that life is given to us from God the Father. Why? Because He loved us. Loved us so much that He placed us in the capable hands of His Son. It was a great covenant between God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And God the Father placed us Again, in the capable hands of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, He said, Go redeem them. Humble yourself as a newborn. That's as dependent as a human gets, right there, isn't it? Humble yourself in life. Live with pain with discomfort, with sickness. Everything that you've gone through, He went through it. He experienced it. But He did it all and never rebelled against God, His Father. Never once. And so, the blood that He shed for you, it was like this crystal river of life flowing from the throne of God. It was pure and it qualified to give life to those who were dead. Amen. Provides everything, doesn't he? Amen. And then there's the tree of life. And this water of life flowing from the throne of God flows through Jesus Christ, the tree of life. Growing in the middle, it's growing on both sides. So the river flows 
through Jesus Christ and gives us life. The Holy Spirit of God is from God, sent to you, qualified to save you by the tree of life represented representing Jesus Christ. God sees you as pure and clean this morning. White as snow we've already spoken of because he's looking through the tree of life. He's looking through Jesus Christ and what he did for you and I on the cross. Oh, what a Savior. What a day it's going to be when we join him. We read we're going to see his face in verse 4. They shall see his face and his name shall be in their foreheads. You're his, you see. We need to recognize that so much more than we do. You're his. He bought you and he paid for you. You belong to him. And that is a wonderful thing. We don't belong to the world. He said he is not of, was not of the world. We're not of the world either. No, but we're of the light of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The knowledge, I mean the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it's not there. It's not there. All these things have been put behind, left behind. God has done away with all these things. Behold, all things are new. It's the same way in your mind and your heart today. He's put away the hold that Satan and the world had on you. He's delivering you from its everyday nuisance. You're living in a battle because the world is jumping on you every chance it gets. That because it's being led by the little G ruler, little God of this world. Oh, but he has been done away with too. And he knows it. He's getting active in these last days, isn't he? But he has no power over Jesus Christ, over God or the Holy Spirit that dwells within you. All recognize that. Jesus Christ has been given all power in heaven and on earth. And he's your Savior. Praise God.